As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Under promise and over deliver. That would be my advice, something that served me very, very well. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out all the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And with us today, we have someone who's going to tell us about her experience with vacation home rentals. How are you doing, Susan Caldwell? Hey, Joe. Thanks so much. I, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Well, nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Susan, and then she'll get into it in more detail. She is a principal partner at TriStar Group, a real estate investing investment firm. She's the host of Real Estate Investor Radio Podcast. She's based in Baltimore, Maryland, and she spent five years managing two successful vacation home rental companies. And you can say hi to her at her company's website, which is in the show notes link for you. You can click through there and go check it out. With that being said, Susan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. We did a really great intro, so thank you so much. There's not a whole lot to add to that. Since we're focused on the vacation home rental aspect, I got started in that, as I think many people do accidentally. I built a vacation home out in the Shenandoah Valley, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm never going there to enjoy. I'm just going there to work, or I'm paying people to fix it or clean it or something. And so I thought, well, hey, why don't I see about renting this out? 
back then we didn't have all these great websites like we do now, like HomeAway.com or VRBO. Let me see what websites we do have. And I found one that was very local to the Shenandoah Valley called MountainLodging.com. And I thought, well, let me just see what I get here and see if I get any bites. And what happened was I took a bunch of pictures of my property and posted that online and bought the little ad. And I think it was something really, at the time, it was like maybe two or $300 for the year. And I posted it. And the response that I got was so overwhelming that I just really couldn't believe it. I thought, well, maybe if I pick up a little money here or there. And so then I was a travel reporter for many years prior to that. And I'd been to some of the finest hotels and the best hotels with the greatest service because of my job. And I thought, well, why don't I apply a lot of what I've experienced from these great hotels and these great experiences that I've had? Let me apply this to really ratchet up the experience for my guests. And in doing that, I started getting really great reviews. We started getting a lot of repeat business. And so from that experience, I really created a brand from that five years that I brought to my partnership at TriStar Group. We've been now applying those same strategies that I learned kind of, you know, bootstrapping and on my own. We've been applying those strategies at TriStar Group, and it's just been tremendous. Well, let's talk about that. It certainly piques my curiosity. So what specific tactics are you applying Well, the main one is to take that hotel or that resort experience and apply it to your vacation rental. So I remember I have a really great photographer who takes pictures of our properties and in Baltimore. His name is John Lucia. He just takes the greatest photographs ever. And I remember meeting him at our properties for the first time at at the first one that he did for us. And I was running around, turning on all the lights and fluffing pillows and making sure everything was great. And then I'd run into a shot and go, oh, I'm sorry, let me just move this. This table is not exactly where I want. And he said to me, I can't believe this. He goes, most of the time I go into these properties because he shoots a lot for Airbnb. He says, I go into these properties and it's like a guy's man cave. And basically what I'm doing most of the time is picking up clothes and hiding things behind couches. And your properties are so clean and pristine and you're turning on lights and staging shots. This is incredible. He couldn't believe the difference. So the first strategy is great pictures. And yes, the photographer is super important, but you also have to start with a great palette. So your rooms have to be clean, they have to be well lit, they have to be inviting, and then you have to have a great photographer to capture all of that and convey that feeling. It's the first window that anybody's going to see into what you have to offer. So you've got to make those pictures great. You don't want to have junk in your shots. or It's got to really look like that five-star resort experience. Even if you have a very modest property, I tell people, go on hotel websites, look at those pictures, and model your pictures after that. Get some nice fluffy pillows for the bed. Make sure they look great. Make sure there's no wrinkles and everything's really kind of pristine and perfect. Because think about yourself shopping for a vacation experience. You really want an experience, you know? You're not just using someone's home. Pictures are important because, yeah, as you said, it ties into the aspirational aspect of vacations, which is you're not looking to just rent a place. You're looking for an entire experience. So having a high-quality pictures, what are some other things that allow you to have a competitive advantage? The next 
area of focus, at least for us, and I think would be helpful for anyone going into this business, is customer service and guest experience. So I have an amazing assistant. Her name is Marsha. And between she and I, our top priority every day is to make sure that the guests are taken care of. We're answering their questions timely. We go for immediately, but if that's not possible, timely. And we really focus on creating a nice experience for them even before they come to the property and certainly while they're there. The main thing to remember is that things will go wrong. Your air conditioner will break down, um, your places will get flooded, the toilets will go out. You know, those things just happen, right? It's just is part of life. So it's how you deal with them that are the keys. So if you go on to, we're on homeaway.com, if you go on and you look at some of our reviews, for Baltimore, Maryland, you'll see people saying, well, the AC went out, but Susan and Marsha were so great. A lot of times we'll give people money to go get dinner on us, or we'll give a discount if something happens with the property. And a big part of it is identifying with their frustration because you put yourself in their shoes. If I had rented a property and the toilet was backed up or the air conditioner went out, I would be frustrated. I would not hold the owner accountable because those things happen, but I am going to pay close attention to how it's handled. And we get on those things, we identify with the pain, and we try to ease the pain as quickly as possible. If you're selling the experience, you don't want people to think that there's been a bait and switch. You've really got to follow that up with an amazing experience that matches the photos that you've put out there. So customer service and a high level of customer service is really key. Any tips on having phenomenal customer service that maybe certain things that you employ that others wouldn't? Because it's intuitive to have customer service, but how do you go above and beyond? Like what little things do you do? That's a really great question. Everybody's always talking about customer service, but it's a little bit ambiguous, isn't it? So I think from the very first experience that a potential guest emails us, it's responding quickly, it's being truthful about your property, and it's following the strategies that great hotels and great resorts do, and that is anticipating your guest's needs before they occur. I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So one of our properties is close to Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. So we know we get a lot of people coming into Johns Hopkins for treatment, and we have a particular property that has a really steep set of spiral stairs that lead to the second level bedroom and bathroom. It's a really small property. It's really cute. It was actually featured on Tiny House Hunting, Season 2, Episode 4, in case you want to check it out. It's the second house that the homebuyer looks at with a purple door and a purple bench outside. You can't miss it. It's adorable. It's so cute. We've just made it like this little gem jewel that is so cozy. In fact, we have a lot of repeat guests that come to Baltimore for business travel that stay in this place, and it's perfect for them. But we make sure that if somebody says they're coming into Johns Hopkins, and even if they don't, that we say, hey, this property has some really steep spiral stairs, and you have to get up to the third level for the second bedroom, and those stairs are pretty steep too. So it starts with setting expectations, and then the next thing is, how can I help you? You have to anticipate needs. So if somebody's coming there and going in for treatment at Johns Hopkins, you want to make their life easier by saying, hey, these companies deliver food. You can walk across the street to go to do this. Parking's over here. 
really just helping them with their experiences and anticipating their needs. If somebody is coming to one of our larger properties, we have properties that sleep between 10 and 12, which is kind of unusual for Baltimore because <laughs> back when these properties were built in 1850, they were built for the dock workers, <laughs> so they're tiny tiny, tiny. Mm -hmm. So we actually have been able to acquire some that are larger, like 1,500 square feet, and we've put in three bedrooms and three bathrooms. So they can sleep 10 to 12. But it's just really about anticipating experience. So when the families are coming in for the reunions or they're coming in for a wedding, here's some great places to eat. Here's where you can catch the water taxi. Just all of those things that make someone's visit sort of like a, a hotel concierge that makes their visit more enjoyable. And again, when something goes wrong, address it immediately. I think that's a very big deal. Let's talk about the last property, vacation rental, that you purchased. What are the numbers on it? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. This will be fun. This was a hard-won property for us. It was a bank-owned property. They were asking 210 for it, and we negotiated back and forth and eventually offered 195 cash which was turned down, and we kind of kept going back and forth and back and forth with that. All of our offers were declined, and so the bank eventually took it off the market. It came back on the market six months later, and we went into negotiations again with the bank, and eventually we ended up paying only 175.5. So, of course, there were high fives all around the office saying, thank God they didn't take our first offer because we've just saved 20 grand that we can now put into construction. So that was a good win. So we bought the property for one seventy five five. We'll have about two hundred into it when all is said and done for construction because we needed to build an addition to get the extra bedroom and bathroom and the extra space that we wanted. So including closing costs and some little soft costs in there are all in on this particular property is about three eighty seven. And market value is between five twenty five and five seventy five. What does it rent for that, I mean, regardless of what it's worth, the market rent would be how much? So for that particular area and the size and bedrooms and bathrooms, we could get about $3,500 a month for that in market rent. And if you want to compare market rents to what will gross uh, by having this property as a vacation rental, we should gross two to three times that market rent as a vacation rental property. But there's some really nice returns to be had there, and our investors are really, really happy with these. And do you also use Airbnb? Airbnb is not really our market. I tried it in the very beginning, but we're more of a high-end experience for people. And Airbnb, what I found through trial and error with them is that the clients who are on Airbnb are really looking for a bargain. We don't really have a value brand that fits Airbnb. So HomeAway has more luxurious properties. Vacation Rental by Owner has more luxurious properties. So that's really our market. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? How many people say buy low and sell high? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, going to say that. I would never be that flippant. <laughs> something that has served me very well. So on my team in our group, TriStar group, it's my job to interact with our passive investors. And so we paint a very conservative picture and always try to beat it. In other words, if I go in and I tell an investor, okay, we're going to do a preferred return of 8%, but our target is X and it's up in the double digits, we'll always try to, to outperform that. And so far, we've been successful because Baltimore is a great market for that. So I would say under-promise and over-deliver. That would be my advice, something that served me very, very well. Getting 
into the weeds a little bit on the expenses because as you mentioned, there's a lot more expenses with vacation rentals than there's a higher velocity of expenses. What are some sneaky expenses that perhaps people wouldn't think of but need to be taken into account if they make their property vacation rental? That's a great question. So a really tricky one that I think a lot of people don't think of right up front is maintenance. You have a lot higher maintenance with a vacation rental property than you do with a regular market rental property. I think it's just people on holiday and sometimes they might have a party or whatever, but we find our walls are banged up a lot. Sometimes the floors get damaged. You're constantly in a state of refurbishment. So maintenance is one of those sneaky expenses and property insurance is another one. We walk a fine line with making sure that we are serving the guest and making the guest feel comfortable and and making sure that we create a nice enough experience for the guest to come back and also holding guests accountable for damage to the properties. We try to get the right kind of insurance for that, and it's expensive. So that's one that's going to get you a little bit. There are a few different options there. You can take out a regular policy, but you also need a guest policy on top of that. And I think a lot of people don't think of that, which is a mistake. There are some companies out there that sort of combine the two. They'll cover damage to the property, and they'll also cover if a guest hurts themselves or worse. We don't want to think about that ever, but they'll cover you for that. So I think that's an expense that a lot of people don't take into consideration. It's probably three times more than you're going to pay for property insurance, sometimes more. So you really need to bake that into your numbers. Now, right now, there's a lot of talk about regulating our industry. Since vacation rentals are so popular, they're so hot right now, and so many people are doing them, of course, the hotels are angry because they're saying, okay, these property owners are not paying lodging tax, so that hurts our business. So there's a lot of talk right now about having vacation rental owners pay this lodging tax. So that's something to keep in mind there as well. Right now, it's not required everywhere, but I think it's coming soon. That's another expense to keep in mind. But I think that the day-to-day maintenance of the properties, for some reason, (laughs) and I don't know if it's people on vacation and just having a great time, but boy, they ding up the walls and, you know, scuff marks everywhere and furniture replacement and we end up replacing a lot of sheets and towels. So it's not really buying these things once. It's baking into your formulas replacements, a lot of replacements. So I think those are some of the sneaky expenses, the maintenance, the replacements for you know broken dishes, ruined sheets and towels, just simple stuff like women will use your white towels to take off their makeup and things like that. So it's all of those little replacements that you may not think about. Great information. Thank you for sharing that. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, I don't think so, but let's try. (laughs) I'm going to give him my best All right. (laughs) With trepidation, we shall move forward. First, we're from our best ever partners. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Ali Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Ali has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com. Best ever book you've read. 
Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, because I do apply it to my business life, where basically the premise is uh, traveling around the world to find that there is treasure in your own backyard, which I think really applies to real estate. Mm, yes. Best ever deal you've done? Well, it's in a tie with an apartment building that we purchased in Baltimore called Mulberry Court Apartments. 62 units with six retail spaces and 17 garage units. And we just got it for an amazing, amazing, amazing price. The day that we closed on it, it we showed over a million dollars in equity. And the first vacation rental home that we purchased was just wonderful because it got me back into what I love, which is short-term furnished rentals. How did you get the price point for Mulberry Apartments to the degree where you had a million dollars in equity at closing? Well, that's such a great question, and it comes back to some of your more sophisticated investors are going to know this term. It's called a pocket deal, where you get somebody who, before they list it on the MLS, just comes to you with a project and says, hey, I'm tired of owning this project for whatever reason, and do you want it? And so that was one of those for us. This was just a deal where the partners wanted out of it for their own particular reasons. The numbers, of course, worked really well, as you can see, and we said yes. What was the purchase price? We got it for 3.1, and it was worth 4.2. It's now a little above 7. Let's see, we bought that at the end of 2015. We've, uh, of course, refurbished and stabilized the rents. We have an amazing leasing manager in there who does things like ice cream socials and wonderful things in the courtyard. So we've got really high tenant retention program in place. And uh, and also, we've made these apartments look really smashing. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? I think giving up too early on certain real estate investment deals that got too messy and complicated, and I just walked away from them when I really should have hung in there. But through that, I have become a more tenacious real estate investor because I was able to look back and go, ooh, that was a mistake. I should have just clung to that a little bit longer and worked at that a little harder. My partner, Rafael Casignol, speaks at different investor meetups, and he said, I wanted to prove the point of being tenacious in a real estate deal, Susan. So I told the story where you physically blocked sellers from leaving the settlement room. I was shaking. I was terrified, but I blocked the door and I was like, please, sirs, let's sit back down. I know you're upset. I know you're angry. So that kind of thing. I'm just really tenacious, like dog with a bone tenacious. Another time, I was at a a closing, and we didn't have the right paperwork in place or something, and they said, well, we're not going to be able to close today, and I knew we wouldn't be able to get the deal, and I said, okay, can we just go into one of your back rooms? My partner, Steve Briggs, was with me, and I said, can Steve and I just go in that back room, and we'll just make some phone calls, and we did. For six hours, we made phone calls. We tracked down investors in other parts of the country, and even some that were on vacation outside of the country. We got them to sign the necessary documents and get it back to us. And to the credit of that settlement company, they stayed till 10 o'clock to let us close that deal because we would have lost it. Not being tenacious enough is probably my biggest regret on a few deals. And then from that, I've learned to probably be more tenacious than I should physically blocking people from leaving settlement rooms. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the best place the best of your listeners can reach you? 
So I would give you my email address, but my last name is a little complicated to spell. People hear it and they want to throw some extra vowels and consonants in it. So probably the easiest way is to go to tristarinvesting.com. Click on the Contact Us link and you'll see an email me link right next to my name and photo. So that's probably the easiest way to get in touch. I also have my phone number on there as well. Well, thank you for all the insight that you shared from both vacation rentals as well as a little bit about the apartment community, the 52 units that you have in Baltimore and the surprising expenses with vacation rentals. As you mentioned, the replacements like towels, broken dishes, etc., lodging tax, as well as insurance can be three times as much because you've got to make sure you have a guest policy. And then the potential upside too, and how you look at it, which I hadn't heard of, where you want to make sure that the debt service is covered through the market rent. And then you're typically bringing in four times as much. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website, and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.